So here they go, and they say, look, this mixing can't be. And so like them, or probably like us, we immediately click into all those familiar excuses that we love to make. Well, that command was made a long time ago. God speaks different to us now in these times. Things are different now. Or let's not go overboard. You're becoming a fanatic. That was one of the first things I heard when I gave my heart to the Lord. I was a drinker and a drunkard. I was drunk when I got saved about eight months after being saved. Someone said, you're going to be a fanatic. I didn't even know what he was talking about that time. I just thought, well, this is cool. What happened to me? But the excuses just rolled off our tongue. Or, hey, let's, uh, I'll just think about it. I'll pray about this. Or let's create a committee and we'll discuss this. If this is something God wants us to do, forget the excuses. This mixed the multitude that they're talking about in Nehemiah refers to those who wanted to associate with the people of God, with church. This is kind of a morally nice thing to do. You kind of want your children to have a little bit of an idea of the Bible stories or VBS, or, but you're really not into it for God. And so this mixed multitude, they don't ever, never, never count the cost. Never make a full commitment. And then it goes on and tells us in Hosea 7, 8. Listen to these words. Ephraim, he hath mixed himself. Ephraim was from a, one of the original 12 tribes. It was an ancestry. From one of the tribes. I can't remember which one. I had it down. Maybe it was Joseph's. And now Ephraim, he hath mixed himself among the people. Ephraim is a cake not turned. It's like a loaf of bread. They would turn it in the, in the Mideast. They would turn this bread every 10 minutes so it wasn't just burned on one side and nothing on the other side. And so it goes on and says, Ephraim, he hath mixed himself among the people. Now you think of us. You think of us as the people of God. You line up the strength and the power and the holiness that we have today as the people of God. Something is wrong. Something's not right. It's kind of like with a mindset with our, our children who have grown up in the last 20 some years or 15 years or even more than that. But now are reminded to make a decision. They grew up with abortion is legal. I didn't. I didn't grow up with that being legal. It still blows my mind that it is even legal. But there are many that have grown up and it's legal. It's just the law of the land. It's the way it goes. It's a matter of fact. Not knowing that that's a mixture. We've been mixed. We've been diluted. Watered down. And so God comes along and says, you know what? If you want to be mine, out with the mixture. Get it out. And it's up to you. And you cannot buffalo God. And you cannot get over on God. So Ephraim has mixed himself. Look what 9 says. This is what's happened to the church. Strangers have devoured his strength. We hardly have any strength as a church. And here's the most scary part. And he knoweth it not. We don't even know it. We're supposed to be strong and powerful. Filled with the majesty and the majestic of God. And our strength is being devoured because we have mixed our commitment. And it's the Spirit of God's job to go around saying, that's you. And this is how you've mixed it. And then it's your job to say, oh no, no, God, I'm sorry, and get rid of it. But these people, Ephraim, didn't even know it. They were feeble looking, says, yea, gray hairs are here and upon them. Yet he knoweth it not. They were an old, feeble group when they're supposed to be strong, mighty people of God. And they didn't even know they were supposed to be like this. They didn't even know they weren't like this. When they look in the mirror, all broken down, gray hair, no strength. Picturing back in the mirror, they're thinking they're this. God says, oh no, let the mixture out. Get it out. And the pride of Israel testified to his face that they did not return to the Lord their God, nor seek him for all of this. 
Ephraim also is like a silly dove without heart called to Egypt. They go to Assyria. So Ephraim has been named, called out this, this cake not turned, burnt on uh, one side and unbaked on the other side. It's uneatable. It's putrid. It's an image of the worthlessness of Ephraim. And that's what we become mixed. People, how many times have you heard people say, well, if that's a Christian, I don't want one. No, you want to say, no, they're half-baked. And your loved ones who you cry out for and want to get redeemed and saved are looking at half-baked and saying, I don't want. So God apparently wants this message today for us. Like a silly dove, it's a bird well known for simplicity, easily deceived, is what Ephraim becomes. That's what you become when you become mixed, easily deceived. I swear, there's more discernment in the world than the church. Rank heathens can look at the stuff the church calls a move of God, and they go, well, that's stupid. A silly dove, easily deceived, without heart, no understanding, no heart. You can see these tremendous People come from the college ranks, huge, powerful, strong men. I, I can't remember his name, but he was drafted three years ago from the from uh, the Oakland Raiders. This big, strong, unbelievable, can't miss quarterback gave him thirty-nine million dollars guaranteed. They kicked him off the team this year after only three years. He stunk. No heart. No, no matter what it takes, I'll serve you, God. No heart. That's what he said about Ephraim. Then it goes on and says, they called to Egypt. Remember, Israel lied between the two great rival empires. Rival empires. Egypt on one and Assyria to the other. Because without the ability to discern, half-baked, they would run to Egypt for answers. Didn't like or whatever. Then they'd run to Assyria for answer. And God said in all this, half-baked, silly dove, no heart. Nobody's calling on me. Mixture. The enemy is tricked and deceived. Many of us, if not all of us, we have let things back in or let things in our lives that have no business being there. Mixture. And they are robbing us of our strength and our ability to serve Him. Hosea 7.14 says, And they have not cried unto me with their heart. After God lays all that out about us, about Ephraim. Job says this, But none saith, Where is God my Maker, who giveth songs in the night? None. Hosea 7, 6, 16, and the New Living Translation says, They look everywhere except to heaven, to the Most High. They are like a crooked bow that always misses its target. I'm going, come on, God, help us, please. I'm tired of seeing the target go out and go, Phew, shoot. Ah, oh, God. What's wrong with us? Their leaders will be killed by their enemies because of their insolence towards me. Then the people of Egypt will laugh at them. Deuteronomy 22.9 says, You shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed. None of you are going out there with a big handful going... <laughs> it's all mixed with tomatoes, cucumbers, corn. I don't know where... It's out there somewhere. And that's what Deuteronomy tells you. Don't mix. Don't mix your seed. Don't be a God-fearing person and marry an ungodly-fearing person that doesn't fear the thing. You're mixing your seed. You shall not sow your vineyard with different kinds of seed, lest the yield of the seed which you have sown and fruit of your vineyard be defiled. God is big on keeping things right, keeping them pure, not mixed. What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you looking at? What are you mulling over in your heart and in your mind? What's your plans? God's big in all that. 1 Peter 1, 
15 says this, But as he which hath called you is holy. He's not sometimes holy, mostly holy. He's holy. So be ye holy in all manner of conversation. All manner of conversation. And here's simply why. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. How many times have you told your kids when they're acting up in this and that? Because I said so. That's what God's telling you there. Be ye holy. Don't be telling off-color jokes. Don't even be saying things you shouldn't be saying. All manner of conversation, God says. Don't mix it. We perish for lack of knowledge. We perish for lack of understanding. That the various things we give way to is sapping our strength. And we don't even know it. Philippians 1.27 goes on and says, Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. That's what we should hear about each other. You know, kind of got a running joke, but it's really not a joke when... Stupid stuff goes on, I would kind of in the beginning say, look, just don't wear a new hope shirt. You're going to act like a donkey's hind end? Don't let them know you come here. This is what this is talking about. That's minor when you're talking about representing Almighty, an ambassador for Christ. James goes on in 3.10 says, Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Period. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. Listen, mixture robs us of our strength, robs us of the presence of God that you're supposed to be longing for and want. Give heed to the Word. Start asking God, God, what is it in me? I don't care how silly it seems, Lord. To me, what really? That I, it's, it's an old movie. Fifty years, I don't even cuss you, I don't even see blood or whatever it is. Whatever it is, is he your Lord and Master? See, I'm not talking about stop living. No, I'm talking about let's start living. Last week, I wasn't talking about coming against houses and no, I'm talking about where's it at in your heart? Would you turn your back on it if God says come to me, or would you still be hanging on to a, a house? And so God now is wanting to probe your heart. If you let him, unless you're going to go, stop that, quit that, get out, don't bother me. And you can to God. Mixture. Maybe it would do us good if we just all went back to those beginning days with God. When you stood in front of your closet and said, I can't wear this, I can't wear that, I can't wear this anymore. You just can't. I wasn't there going, yeah, what about that one? That's pretty short. I wasn't doing anything like that. It was God, the Spirit of God doing it. Just various things that had to go in your life, in my life, from music to attitude, to where you walk. Have you let anything come back in? And the enemy's good at coming up with new ideas, new deceiving tricks. I can't believe the church, how undiscerning the church has become. We're supposed to have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth inside of us. You see, really, it's not a mixture at all. If you let this stuff go on, guess what happens? God gets out. He gets out. He ain't sitting there mixing with it. He's gone. But it's what mixture does to us. You should loathe it and despise it. Here's proof. Deuteronomy 23:14, New Living Translation again, just so there's no these, owls and all this stuff that you can't say, I know, simple. The camp must be holy. That's what the Lord says. For the Lord your God moves around in your camp to protect you and to defeat your enemies, 
I'm saying, come on, God. I want him in my camp. He must not see any shameful thing among you or he may turn away from you. Hey, God, tell me what's shameful. All right, I'll say it anyway. Putting on this suit this morning, I kept saying to God, is this stupid, Lord? What the heck? Is this stupid? I don't want to look like some Hollywood freak. This is the truth. It's the truth. Listen, I went in the bathroom, took a picture of myself. Let me finish. You're thinking I'm in love with myself. I sent it to New York to my wife and said, what do you think? Is this stupid looking? Listen, to make this point, God, I'll throw it away. I'll throw it away, God. I'll rip it away. I won't give it to anybody. I'll throw it away. Seriously. I don't want to mix your God. I ain't going to be a red carpet preacher. That's the difference. It'd be like Adam up here preaching in a gym shorts and muscle t-shirt, right? So uh, what reason? God, I don't want mixture in my life. I don't want it, God. I don't want this old decaying flesh walking around in a, in a white suit losing the strength of God. Forget it. Forget it. No way, God. Mixture. I don't want it. I want you in my camp. I want you in my business. Tell me, God. Tell me now. Keep telling me. In fact, I think uh, I'm the one most dangerous to be deceived So because I've walked 35, 6 years in this. And I can go, oh, yeah, I seen, oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, I know about that. Like, I've conquered it all. Those brand new saved are so tender to the things of God. Throwing old booze away and throwing, busting up. Well, you don't have records anymore, but whatever. Throwing that stuff away when nothing to do with it that could take away. Getting rid of it. You can't stand it. First thing was the filthy mouth. First thing went. First thing. I want God in my camp. The story of Samson. That's what you guys are supposed to be. That's what we are. Samson's days were unbelievable. Here, you remember some of it. Let's look at Judges 16, 18. When Delilah, Samson, this powerful man of God, starts to mix his life with this woman called Delilah. And I tell every one of you guys all the time, don't go brain dead. Don't go brain dead. Don't go brain dead. And you mostly always do. You do. Over a pair of legs or high heels or over some muscles, you go brain dead. The Word of God screams at you and you cannot hear it. You look in the mirror and you don't even know it. I take the Word of God and have and done this to you. And it means nothing. That's how dangerous this is to mix. Here's Delilah now. You know her intent is just to get money. She could care less about Samson, but she's using her beauty to allure him, to draw him into this trap that he's unaware of or he doesn't even care about. And when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, that's what the enemy wants. You to expose all your heart. She sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, the enemy, saying, Come up this once, for he has shown me all his heart. Then the lord of the Philistines came up to her and brought money and put it in her hand. That's what she did it for. And she made him sleep upon her knees. And she called for a man, and she caused him to shave off his seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him. And his strength went from him. This is you and I. The Spirit of God's in us. Strength, all strength. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. There's another one. Jumped out of bed. Got all those rippling muscles like before. Didn't even know the Spirit of God had left him through the mixture that was in his life. Where are our modern day Samsons? Where are they? Well, God don't do that anymore. Uh, 
excuse making. You remember Samson's beginning, called of God, chosen, handpicked by God. God declared over him, just like he did you. God knew you before you were placed in your mother's womb. We have several expecting mothers. God already knows that child, already knows it, placed it in your womb, asking you, almost begging you, don't mix that child now. Are you boozing with that child in you? Is that child hearing these sound language and music and TV while it's growing inside of you? God's saying, don't mix it. Oh, don't mix it. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. Judges 13.1. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years. And there was a certain man of Zorah, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and bare not. Here's God's plan with Samson. Placing Samson in this woman's womb to be a deliverer of, of, of the God, of people of God from the Philistines. That was his plan. The angel Lord appeared to the woman and said unto her, Behold now, thou art barren and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now therefore... Beware, I pray thee, drink not wine, nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. No mixture, none whatsoever. You know it's been proven now. It's been proven years ago. The child can sense and feel and even hear music. I was trying to find a memorial for Memorial Day that would honor the fallen. And I would click on them, and then I'd go back to the study, and then I would just listen to it or, or music, and this... And it was a memorial to the fallen soldiers, but I guess it was a spoof because it was just hard rock, head-banging, head banging horrible music. And man, it went right through me. And I thought, oh, Lord. And it quickly turned that off. You can sense. God tells this woman, don't you mix. Don't you mix even the natural stuff for that which I have given you. Given you many times, Jeremiah 29, 11. Again, here it is in New Living Translation. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. All you expecting, mamas, there's a plan in heaven for that baby in you. It's already a plan wrote out. And all you that are here, there's a plan. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You're not supposed to be having disaster. Man, as an ocean liner, we go from iceberg to iceberg. Crash! Crash! Boom! Crash! Destruction! We're like, we're like, how can that be? Is this your plan, God? No, our people die for lack of knowledge. You go, no, no, that's, that's, that's the wrong way. Okay, God, keep helping me, and you'll get through it! And all without the Spirit of God, being serious about this, we mix. We mix stuff in our lives. And I'm not even going to go through the list. It's stupid to come up with a list. Spirit of God's job. You are in this mess because of this. I told you quite a while ago. So is this Samson's great plan? You know how he ended? Verse 21, Judges 16. So the Philistines, they ran up there and they got him. First thing they did was put out his eyes. Now we do know that God redeemed him when he came back to his senses. Was that God's plan? That he would have his eyes put out, his birth parallel to the Lord's announced? You're pregnant now. No man involved. Call him this. He'll be great. He'll deliver his people as a type of Christ. And then he mixes with the world and a Delilah. And Delilah's can be many things. Next thing you know, this strong person filled with the Spirit of God has no eyes. Can't discern a lick. Is in fetters and bonds grinding out meat in the back of some kitchen somewhere. Washing the dish. That's how he ended up. Is that the great sin who ripped the bars off and killed the... Yeah, that's him. That's him back here. Because of mixture and not doing anything about it. And you know he had time and time and time again to wake up just like you and I. And the pastors are the worst. We're the worst. What we mix and call it the gospel. 
and feed you with. Ezekiel 22:26, New King James says, Her priests have violated my law and profaned my holy things. They have not distinguished between the holy and the unholy, nor have they made known the difference between the unclean and the clean. They have hidden their eyes from my Sabbath so that I am profaned among them. Anything goes. Just keep coming. Anything. No distinguish between the clean and the unclean. Holy and unholy. So it's mixed. God says, you've profaned my name. Mixture. And very simply. It's 2 Corinthians 6.15. Again, New Living Translation. Just simplify it. What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? What harmony? How can a believer be a partner within unbelief? How can that be? It doesn't work in marriage. It doesn't work in business. It doesn't work. You can go, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, this is the excuse factory. It, you might patch it up and run a Band-Aid on it for 5, 6, 8, 10, 15 years. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? None. None. God will not stand for it. They stuck Dagon, the God, the fish God, or whatever kind of God he was, in the presence of God, what happened? They were gone. No one's in the room. They come back. Dagon, the statue's on its face. They picked up the statue and threw it on earth, put it again in the presence of the ark or the presence of God, lest again they came back. His head was lopped off and his hands knocked off and again on his face in front of God. God said, I will not have it. Not in my presence. And what do we do? What are we mixing ourselves? Now look, it could be out and out things that you know and you're already going, I can't wait to get out of here or get to the altar. I understand that. Or it's those subtle things that we don't even know. And you're like, oh, really, God? I don't even know about that. I don't even think about that, God. Mixture. So God talks about all this kind of stuff. We just laid it before you. And he says, therefore, because of everything that was said, come out from them and separate yourselves with them, says the Lord. Who's all my Facebook buddies? Let me see your pause for... Okay, how many of you saw my um, Get Off the Train song? Oh, you got to get on and look. What's the matter? You must not be my real buddy. You just clicked me as one of them 558 friends you have. Yeah, I should play that song. Uh, where is it? What was it called? What's the song called? This train's bound for glory. And it's talking about drinkers on the train. He said, they got to get off. Get off! And that's what, that's what God does. He'll do it. If we don't do it, he'll do it. He separates the sheep from the goats, the right to the left. God's going to do it. Check it out on Facebook. It's either get right or get off. That's what it says. And God says this, come out from among them, separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Don't touch. He didn't even say mixed. He said don't touch. Don't touch their filthy things. And I will welcome you. You touch, no welcome. You don't touch, welcome. Simplistic gospel. You can get all the yabbits and stuff you want, but that's the way it is. You want to touch stuff that God's going, not pastor. No, I'm not saying rules. I'm not, no, I'm not into that stuff. It's God, the Spirit of God. You give Him opportunity. Next time you ladies walk into that closet, you give God. God will say, next time you guys say something when you make a mistake on the job or on the world, when you start to gossip or whatever, and you're looking at something or you're watching, pay attention. Or if you're so dense and dull like we can be, start asking God, God, I don't even know anymore. I don't know what's up and down, right or wrong. Please tell me. He will. He's your father. Don't you do that to your child? If he's six years old, he goes, Daddy, I don't know if this is right. Figure it out, Luke. You're not going to do that. Don't touch their filthy things. And God says, I will welcome you. I will be your father. You will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. That should be your goal. Not just heaven. Be your goal is to be used and walk in the power of God. We need more of God in this. We need a lot more 
And we have, we'll simply end this with this verse. It says, blessed, blessed are they that are pure in heart. For what? They shall see God. And we need to see God. I mean, another election, okay, but we need to see God. We need to see Him. And so in order to see Him, Samson, you have to be serious. Go before God and say, God, am I putting my strength and my ability in somebody's lap? Am I being caressed and deceived? God, is my strength being sapped? By what I'm doing, what I shouldn't be doing. But if you tell me, you know, we don't want man-made rules, right? You probably came from junk like that. Can't wear this, can't do that, can't go there, can't say. Why not just let God do it? If you let him, you have to let him. Don't be telling God what you're going to do. So let's stand and we're going to get ready to go before the Lord. We're going to give God a few moments and time.